All right, thanks for tuning in to episode one of the Prime Performance Podcast. My name is Austin Halcom, and I am stoked to be jumping in and giving my first full episode here where we are going to talk about today what it takes to become elite and whatever it is that you're looking to accomplish. If you haven't heard the pilot episode yet to this podcast, I encourage you to go back, take a listen, get some background on what to expect with the Prime Performance Podcast, which is where I will be giving you the tools and the insight on how to become the best version of you. So it's something that everybody wants to attain, but not many people actually do. And that's to be considered elite, whether it's in looking to become elite as an athlete or create an elite level culture as a coach, or even become elite in the business realm. The principles that I'm going to discuss and break down today translate over a multitude of different areas. And this is just a list of some topics that I discuss on a weekly basis. The big key is to understand you don't have to be better than most of the population in all these areas. I'll be the first to tell you on your road to becoming elite that you're going to fail and you are going to fail a lot. Being able to use failure as a tool for learning is where the benefit comes. As an entrepreneur, I can't tell you how many failures I've had so far. I just got off a coaching call and we were talking about failure. The athlete I was working with said, I've failed a couple thousand times. I said, I feel like I've failed a couple million times, tens of millions of times. Um, so what I've been able to do with those is use every failure as a learning tool for the next big success. And I hope that you can do the same. So if, if you plan to be average in life or you plan to even be below average and whatever it is that you're wanting to accomplish or whatever you value most, you know, I'd go ahead and tune out on this podcast because this is meant for the people who are invested. This is a podcast that's meant for people who are invested and who want to take their performance to the next level. The goal is always to take people from good to great and then go from great to elite. But with each passing step comes more adversity. This is a hard process. If you're going to be good, you'll face adversity. If you're going to be great, you'll face a lot of adversity. And if you want to be elite, then you're going to face so much adversity, it's going to make your head spin. So what does it actually take to be elite? Where should you start? And what should you be doing? I'm, I'm going to break it down with you right here. And the first thing I want to discuss is you need to create routines and you need to have habits of success that are going to be the framework of your elite level roadmap. What things are you doing daily and weekly that are helping to set you up to reach your highest potential? Like, what are these things that you're doing? Look at your daily life. See the things that you do consistently that are putting you ahead of where you were yesterday. Those are good. My personal goal usually and some of the routines that I do is to make sure that I'm getting 30 minutes of, of exercise on the treadmill early in the morning or a little bit of exercise early in the day at my contract sites. It energizes me. Exercise is also linked directly to higher cognitive functioning. For me, that's a big part of my routine. Do I work out every day? Do I sweat every day? No, but the days that I do, I know I get a lot more work done and my work is at a much higher rate. And I also make sure that I'm learning every day. Like that's a big part of my routine. I do what I need to do to learn, whether it's reading books, articles, research, whatever, whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's watching documentaries, whatever I can get my hands on that is making me better as a clinician and an entrepreneur is something that I value very highly in my routine. I also work in there to have something social where I'm connecting with someone and having an in-depth conversation more than just a general check-in. I value my social circle very, very highly and always feel the need to keep in constant contact with my family and friends. And then finally, you know, something else that I value and make sure to set aside time for, which I hope you do in, in your routines and, and what you're setting up, is I make sure to set aside time during the day or at night or somewhere in there to do whatever it is that I feel like doing that is solely my choice. 
big key word. My favorite word in the world is autonomy. Uh, I always love to have something in my routine daily to where I'm making a constant choice to do something that I want to do. When we dive into routines, you have to know that just writing down a routine isn't enough. I think it's great if you want to write out your routine. I plan my next day, the night before, every single day. I'll plan out all the tasks that I want to accomplish when I want to accomplish them. Knowing what you'd like to have in your routine isn't enough, though. You actually have to go out there and do the routine and be constant with it. In athletics, maybe one of the biggest pluses in your routines is that it allows your brain to experience something that it's used to doing prior to going into competition that has a lot of what ifs attached to it. If you're a coach looking to take your culture to the next level, then implement pre-practice and pre-game routines. On top of that, I want to challenge you, implement in-game routines. There are so many things that you could be doing as a coach that could help take your culture, your environment that you work at to the next level just by implementing routines. If you're an athlete or a coach or a person in business, you want to find more consistency in your performance, implement routines. Find out what's good for your performance and find out what's bad for your performance. Do more of the good and do less of the bad. How much farther along would you be if you found one good thing to do and added it to your routine and one bad thing that you do and did less of it in your routine every single day for an entire month? How much better would you be? Create those routines. The next step here, the second thing I got is you got to have proper training. If you want to be elite, you got to have the proper training. Your preparation is going to be one of the biggest keys to your success in any area that you work in. The more that you put into the process, the more that you put into what you're doing, the more confident you'll be and the better chances you'll have at elite level results. Proper training also comes with the buy-in that you're doing the training at a high rate. If you have a two-hour practice, and you're sitting around not doing any drills or learning anything, not doing something to benefit you for an hour of it, then you've wasted half of it. You've wasted half of your training time. Elite training is spending every minute doing something to stretch your limits and push you past your potential. Anybody can train. The best, the elite, they train like every single repetition is the most important repetition of their entire life. It's very tough to buy into the concept that everything that you do is important. And maybe it's not, but if you want to go farther faster and you want to push past your potential, this is the move. With proper training comes better strategies. This is the third thing that I want to bring to the table here. The next step to being elite is in using your mind and training to find strategies that best fit your play style or your performance. On top of that, strategies are meant to make you more efficient. Efficiency is an overutilized skill for the elite. It is overutilized. Elite level athletes, coaches, people in business, they want to be efficient. This is the main reason behind some of the biggest upsets in sports. The underdog just happened to have a better strategy. There's a strategy to almost everything. If you want to outplay talent to find the proper strategy. At one point, there were people in high jump. They would go and run at that bar, that high jump bar. They would go and run at it face first, and they would try and twist their bodies around, running at it face first to get over the bar. All of a sudden, this guy named Dick Fosbury started jumping backwards head first, changed the way that we looked at high jump forever. It was a strategy. He didn't have any extra talent from his, like, from his competition. He wasn't better than anybody else physically. He just had a better strategy. Changed the game forever. If you go and look at any sport, there was always somebody somewhere along the line, maybe multiple people along the line, that had a better strategy and changed the way that we viewed that sport forever. My next key concept here 
It's your mentality and your mindset. Maybe one of the biggest concepts on here. Maybe I'm biased because I'm the mindset guy. But quite a few people think that they're tough. Majority of those people, they lack in one of the three major areas to toughness. The three major areas being physically, mentally, and emotionally tough. You got to be all three to be considered tough. And you got to do it more days than not. Whichever area you're looking at, toughness all starts and ends in the mind. It's a mindset thing. It's a mentality thing. It's a choice in most aspects. Mental toughness can make or break a career. 100%. Or mental weakness. Are you the athlete that breaks down every time failure comes your way? Are you the person that can't control your emotions in game? Physically, do you find it tough to push through any type of hard workout or situation in a game where you get banged up? You probably aren't as tough as you think if that's the case. The second that an athlete can make the conscious choice to mentally persevere and push to their outer limits, they will find the feeling of being mentally tough. I will give a personal example. Long runs have not always been my greatest strength. I remember some of my friends probably remember I was told back in the day in travel soccer, I just wasn't an endurance athlete. I kind of disagreed at the time, but you know, growing up, I, I figured that person might've been right. I never could go more than a mile straight while jogging the whole time. Even at my fittest when I was somewhere senior, freshman year of college, I couldn't go for a mile straight while jogging. One day, about a year ago in the summer, um, I ended up making it to where I just got up, put my running shoes on. And I said, I'm going to go for three miles. I had a, a path already mapped out that I did pretty consistently. So I'm going to go for three miles. And no matter what, I'm going to consistently jog. I will not walk. I will not stop. I will be constantly moving in a jog pace at the bare minimum. I ended up making it the entire three miles. Sometimes it was at a slower jog during it. But I went the entire three miles with consistently moving and even actually finished the last quarter mile with an all-out sprint. Just went balls to the wall. Physically, my body was aching. I am telling, like, I remember it so vividly. My body was aching. My feet were killing me. My legs were giving out. I had never pushed my body like that before. But mentally, I stayed true to, like, what it was that I wanted to accomplish. And that was to consistently jog. That was my first ever breakthrough moment. I'd been learning about sports psychology for years at this point. That was my first breakthrough moment on the mental side. And that has set the precedent for any of my training sessions ever since that one time that I made that breakthrough. I've consistently been able to push the barriers of my performance just on the fact that I let my mind overpower my body and my emotions. Your mind can be your greatest weapon. It can also be your greatest enemy. Know how you want to use it. The next piece here is consistency. Uh, consistency is now being added into this equation of being elite. And you can have the toughest mindset. You can have the right strategies, the right routines. You can have the proper training regimen. But if you're not consistent with what you do, you set yourself back. Consistency is simply dedication to the process. This is how committed you are to wanting to reach your goals. Most people who never reach elite status miss out simply due to the fact that they aren't consistent. And consistency is a hard thing. It isn't about doing a lot a little. It's more about doing a little a lot, being consistent. Small steps, one bite at a time, little by little. If you're looking to attack any small task consistently, Effort is better than doing nothing at all. Small, consistent effort is better than doing nothing at all. Always. Dr. Rob Gilbert, somebody that I value his, his information very highly. He says you need to be OADB, something that sticks in my head. I say it all the time throughout the day. OADB stands for on a daily basis, on a daily basis. 
I work with a lot of athletes. I work with a lot of teams. I really try to implement the OADB. I try to let them know to make sure that being an elite level athlete, being elite at what you do, even outside of sports is an everyday thing. Now, I don't want to get it twisted here. I'm not saying you have to go out and train like a maniac every single day. That's crazy. Some days your eliteness can stem from making it the best rest day, the best recovery day that you possibly can. Others, it's simply doing what you need to do to make sure you're getting sufficient vitamins and minerals into your system. Some days it's just being the best family member, best friend, best social person that you possibly can. It doesn't have to be all about the proper training for your sport. There's a lot of things that you can do to be elite. Being elite doesn't have to be a 24-7 commitment because it never will be. I'm a realist. I, it never will be for anybody, but it does have to be consistent most days. Following consistency here is your self-belief and your passion. Maybe something that's not thought about a lot, but your self-belief and your passion are really big. Believing in yourself is simply your confidence. You can also substitute confidence in there for self-belief. Something that I see pretty consistently in my line of work is confidence issues. A lot of people don't understand confidence. I'll break that down in a future episode. Uh, but it all comes down to how much you actually want it, right? Like that's the passion side of things. How passionate are you? I ask a lot of athletes that I work with, scale of one to 10, scale of one to 30. How passionate are you about this sport? How passionate are you about your training? And it tells me a lot about, you know, where they're going to go. The Kobe Bryant mama mentality. It was fueled and driven by this inner desire to continuously work to be the best, better than who he was yesterday. His career doesn't happen the way it does if he doesn't have that passion and the self-belief, the self-confidence that he can be the best. Was he actually the best? In some people's eyes, sure, I hear some people say that. But that wasn't the driver behind his success. It was what he wanted for himself. You don't become elite when you don't care enough to be elite or believe that you have the ability to be elite. I'll, I'll break down confidence in another episode, like I said, but you got to understand one of the hardest things in sport and training is to be passionate about something. Not everybody's passionate about sport. I get that. If you have passion, you have confidence in yourself, then you can be great. You are well on your way to eliteness. Those are the hardest things maybe on this list to attain. And combining a few topics here, uh, I want to just go through these three. I think the things, you know, we have to do every day to stay alive. So I, I think that they're very important to talk about. But the, the three things here are sleep, nutrition, and hydration. Uh, they are very big keys. While it's overlooked in many aspects, sleep actually happens to be the number one thing that every person could be doing better. When I sit down with athletes, coach, whoever, even myself, I'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand on this. Sleep is always something people can be doing better. It is hard to have a consistent sleep schedule. It's hard to put down the sticks. It's hard to log off the computer some nights. It's hard to put your phone down, stop scrolling. I get that. It's hard to do those things to get the correct amount of sleep that you need. But it's also a choice. And, you know, while it's not always easy to fall asleep and stay asleep, I get that things happen sometimes. It stems from a conscious effort to want to sleep better. I prefer personally to get seven hours of sleep between 11 o'clock at night till 7 a.m. in the next morning. It's an eight-hour time span that allows me time to wind down at night when I hop in bed and also hit the snooze button maybe once or twice whenever I wake up. It's a system that works for me. I feel good on seven-plus hours of sleep. I feel all right on six. But I feel really good on seven minimum. Find the schedule that works for you. Do some sleep research. I did a ton in college. I still do a ton of sleep research. Hit me up. I'll help you out. Alongside that, nutrition and hydration. The good thing with nutrition is that you don't have to hire a registered dietitian to tell you what's good and bad. It's all available to you on the internet. It's all there. You can find a nutritional plan for just about anything that you're looking to accomplish. 
There are nutrients that aid in sleep, nutrients that aid in muscle growth, cognitive functioning, even energy levels. You need to start utilizing the information that's being given to us in this area and find out what works best for you. Energy is food and food is energy. The other thing on top of that is to make sure that you're hydrating. Big, big key here, especially in those summer sports when you play outside in the heat. Whether you're training a lot physically or not, hydration still is a must. Set a goal. Set a goal to get five bottles of water in your system every day. Maybe add a body armor or a Gatorade in there. Get those electrolytes. Even if you hit three bottles of water out of five, it's still probably more than you're getting currently. I know I struggle. I struggle with that. When I focus on it, five bottles of water is easy. When I'm not overly focused on it, it can be tough. Electrolytes, as I mentioned in training, are also a must. So make sure to do your research on those as well. Body armor, like I said, Powerade, Gatorade, there's electrolytes in a lot of different things. So make sure you're getting those electrolytes. And then, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't take this part of the section in the podcast to go through my company sponsor, Jocko Fuel. So for me, this is not a paid ad. They don't pay me money to do this stuff. They don't pay me money to post them up on social media. But I spent about two years where I was looking for the best supplement brands, the best products uh, to help me be my best self during my work days. I had always wanted to have stuff that was helping me cognitively function better. On top of that, one of the most consistent questions I get asked, what should my athlete be taking? What should I be taking? What should I be giving my team in terms of nutritional resources and supplements to make them better? I get asked that so much. And I spent years trial and error, testing products, testing companies, never could find a great fit until as God would have it, I had the perfect opportunity to meet some people at Jocko Fuel. Got to work with them, got sent up the the chain to some of the higher ups, some of their people that are really trying to work on this and get this out there. And they were able to send me some products. I've tried every single thing that they have on their website. It not only is a, a company that I fully believe in the mission that they have, but it's a lot of products that what they provide in terms of nutritional value is extremely beneficial to not only me, but I've gotten great feedback from some of my best athletes and teams on on these products. Um, So if you're looking to to add in nutrients, you're looking to add in supplements, they got a ton of stuff. They got stuff that helps in just about everything. And they're adding more products as we keep going along here. They're a relatively new company. So please go check them out. Give them a look. If you're not going to do the Jocko Fuel, if anything on their website, find some supplements, find some nutrients. They are going to be very beneficial to your future success. And all right, as we wrap up, I have two categories uh, that you may not have been thinking about as much. The first of those being that you need to have elite level coaching and mentorship in reaching your goals. You want to be elite, you got to have elite level people leading you, guiding you. Not every coach or mentor you see is a good fit for what you have going on and what you want to accomplish. Might be a good fit for somebody else, might be a good fit for your friend, might be a good fit for a teammate, but they might not be a good fit for you. So you got to, you got to find the right fit. I think that is key in elite level coaching. Just because a coach or a mentor is considered elite doesn't mean that they're elite for you. Personally, I feel very blessed. Um, my first ever mentor in the sports psychology field was Stu Singer. Stu owns his own company called Well Performance. Uh, he's in the WNBA, NBA. He's, he's in pro soccer. He's all over the world. And Stu is great. He happened to just be a really great fit for me. I remember our first day, the first time I ever got connected with him was through a mutual connection. And he gave me about like a two-hour phone call. The first time I'd ever talked to him. Super busy guy. He gave me about two hours of his time. And he's just taught me so much about building a business and being great in the field. Uh, I, I've learned so much from Stu and his program and what he's put together. And then my other mentor, too, who I met a couple of years ago, actually through listening to him on a podcast and just reaching out and making a connection. His name is Graham Betchart. 
one of the top mental performance coaches in the NBA and someone who has inspired me to just be myself in this field. The greatest thing he ever did is, is Graham is just him. Graham is, is the guy. Uh, he is such a cool dude and he's just allowed me to be open and free. And I can't even begin to explain where I, I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't had these two guiding me in the process and just being such great fits for me. And you'll get to hear from both Stu and Graham. I've been texting back and forth with them, having some calls with them. Uh, they're they're going to hop on on future episodes. So that way you can see what they're both doing in, in their programs at the highest level in the pros. And then finally here, as I wrap up, I highlight the one thing that is outside of your control, and that is genetics. Yes, there are people who are blessed with better genetics than you in some cases. It's not fair. It is not meant to be fair. Genetics can be a big plus in some cases, depending on what you're wanting to accomplish in the event that you're accomplishing it in. The reason that I put genetics in here is that to be elite, don't be the person to focus on what you don't have or focus on what someone else has. Focus on what you do have in front of you. Know how to use your body. Know how to use your mind at its absolute peak. What might work for a six foot five athlete probably isn't going to work for somebody that's five foot eight. Coaches need to understand this as well. There are some drills that may need to be adapted to specific athletes based upon their genetics. It can be tougher for some athletes to do some things that another athlete around them can do pretty easily. So we have to make it adaptable to our own situation and our own stories. And that about wraps up episode one of the Prime Performance Podcast. So the goal here is to continue providing podcasts in hopes of getting you the best information and getting you to take your performance to the next level. If you're looking for more, make sure to go follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, feel free to reach out via email. I'll have all that stuff in the notes. And then I'll make sure to get back with you or I'll have one of my prime performance coaches get back with you. We'll look to give you the information uh, and answers that you're, you're seeking as quickly as possible. So with that, go be you and cheers.